0: welcome to the innovate ct podcast welcome to episode 13 of the innovate ct podcast and i'm really excited to um, host another awesome podcast with a new guest tony vengrove and tony uh, i think is a really cool story and we've been trying to get together for a few weeks uh with schedules and we finally uh were able to connect today and I, I think we're going to hear a lot of really interesting things from Tony. So, Tony, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Nick. I'm happy to be speaking with you. So, Tony,
0: and I always I love to you know always introduce people by their LinkedIn, right? So, I always find that uh, I love that the taglines people put at the top of their LinkedIn profiles. So, I think yours is interesting, and I'll have you I'll I'll say it, and then you'll break it down for us what it means. So, <laughs> first, strategy and innovation executive. And then secondly, writer and storyteller. So if you could share with the audience, you know, who is Tony Vengrove? You know, you know, why do you have that in your LinkedIn profile? And what are you doing for Connecticut?
1: We'll just start there and we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. Well, I started my career working in kind of big global ad agencies like Gray and Saatchi and Saatchi, um, working on some great brands. And then I jumped ship and went over to the client side and marketing and innovation roles, uh, working at Beringer, Ingelheim, and Ridgefield, and uh, UST, and Greenwich, and then subsequently, uh, um, Stanford. And um, and most of my time in kind of big corporate, big ad agencies, uh, I was uh, on the account management side, or as I said, brand marketing or innovation. So I've always been kind of well-versed in working on strategic issues, branding, marketing, communication, and uh, closed out my career leading a you know innovation team. So, um, so kind of that strategy and innovation executive refers to all that classically blue chip marketing experience that I've had throughout my. Um, but there's always been this kind of creative uh, trapped in me that hasn't had a chance to fully express himself. Um, so the writer and storyteller part has really blossomed since I opened up my own, my own branding and innovation consulting firm, which is called Miles Finch Innovation. And, um, and I, you know, I have a little bit more freedom to pursue my own ideas, do my own photography, even do a little bit of design here and there. But I love to write. So I do a lot of writing for client projects. I write the food entrepreneurs column for edible nutmeg. Which is a lot of fun. I get to go talk to people doing really interesting startup activity in the food and beverage categories in Connecticut. So uh, that gives me a lot of uh, you know, freedom to write, and I do all the photography for my articles too. Um, and then lastly, I founded Makery Coworking, which is Litchfield County's first coworking space. It's located on Bank Street in New Milford, right downtown on the green. And we got a nice five thousand square foot space, and really, it's our, it's my way of doing good for, you know, not just New Milford, but the greater New Milford community. And what we're trying to do is build start our own startup culture and attract people and pull people out of their houses that are tired of working in isolation, so we can kind of all work together, feed each other, business, support each other, lift each other up, and um, kind of demonstrate to other uh, parts of the state that. You know, there's just as much entrepreneurism and creative ideas in the northwest corner as other parts of the state. Yeah, to say that you have a diverse career,
0: uh you know, experiences in your career is an understatement. Uh <laughs> I mean, what what a, what an awesome resident. I mean, from your corporate experience to, you know, not owning your own business, um to you know, starting a co working space to I mean the, the things you're like, there's a like countless cool things that we could talk about. I mean, we could literally spend, we could probably spend a whole show just talking about TEDx Danbury, um, or your co-working space, or what you do at Western Connecticut State University, or your time, <laughs> your, you know, your time with the New Milford Economic Development Corporation, or the After School Arts Program. So, to say that you're in, involved in your community here in Connecticut is um, an understatement. I mean, it seems like you're really committed to. The community and, you know, innovation and education and, and marketing and entrepreneurship, which is just awesome. So, you know, first, thanks, because obviously, you're making okay. a difference in your community, which um, we need as many people like you in the state as possible, because that's what makes the, the state, I feel thrive and have that, that real edge to it. Well,
1: um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm definitely all in, I can give you a little backstory, I think, how that I think I've always been a community builder and haven't necessarily the opportunities to do it. But, you know, when I when I worked for UST, uh, right when the economy started to implode 20 uh, 2008, going into 2009, our company was acquired. So I had the choice of either being unemployed during that time. And as we all know, it was a lot of uncertainty or I could take a really nice uh, package and move down, move my family down to Richmond, Virginia, and, and we chose the <laughs> latter. And we ended up getting uh, a, a little homesick pretty quick. There were a lot of positives about living down there, um, but at the end of the day, we were really, really homesick for Connecticut um, and especially Litchfield County. Um, and it was difficult to, you know, Uh, listen to friends, you know, uh, read on Facebook, the struggles that people were going through that time. And uh, in 2012, uh, in October, uh, almost to the day, my wife gave birth to our second and third children, twins. Um, And by this time she and I were really figuring out how to get back home. And I was looking for jobs and I decided it would take too long to get a job. So I started up my own business down there, and then by December of that year, Sandy Hook happened, and, and that was pretty much the last straw. Where, you know, we both felt really compelled to get back to the state we loved. You know, I grew up in Connecticut. I grew up in Darien and moved back up to New Milford after uh, living in Manhattan for a few years. Um, but I, you know, I just love the state, and i um, you know, it's it's saddened me to kind of see and read about its struggle. So we wanted to come back and do our part. Now, while I was in Richmond, I got pretty active there. I was on this uh, nonprofit board called the Creative Change Center. And the mission for that organization was to make Richmond a creative hub in the country. And so I was, yeah, so I I was feeding my brain with all this cool stuff. And um, the startup scene in Richmond, I would say, definitely had a few years on any market in Connecticut. Um, So there was a lot of great people there that I met. And uh, by the time I got back, I was kind of shot out of a cannon because, you know, there really wasn't a lot of stuff happening where, where I am. And uh, you know, and I just started networking and creating community and just trying to get people together to make some, see what we could do to get some positive change happening.
0: No, there, there's a, there's a lot of us. And I, I, um, I, I joke <clears throat> with people that I, I have a tendency to find those of us that want, that are all trying to move us in the state in the same direction, which I think is a good thing. And, uh, I love you know storytelling myself, which is I do it through podcasts because uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a really really um, cool outlet to share share people's career stories yeah. and what they're doing. So yes, yeah, so, no, I just want to say thanks. You're, you're clearly doing a lot for the state, and I always you know want to make sure I recognize people for what they're doing. So why don't we thanks. why don't we dive into more about you, you know the Makery co working space uh, if you if you don't mind? So it's it's been up and running since according to LinkedIn 2016. So you're over two years old at this point. And I mean, oh. um, is that, is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah. Our two year anniversary will be next February.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay. Awesome. So, yep. um, and I think, you know, we've, I've interviewed some other folks that, that have co-working spaces uh, on the podcast as well, um, including David Salinas, who uh, runs the district in New Haven as an example. And so I think more and more people are, are learning about, you know, learning about co-working and what it is. Um, you said this was the first one in, in the Northwest corner of the state. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah. In Litchfield
0: County. Yep. And, you know, I'd like you to share with the audience. So what, what drew you to starting this, you know, you know, why, 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 why New Milford and why, when you did it and, you know, how do you feel it's changed the culture mm-hmm. and kind of the vibe in, in New Milford?
1: Sure. Well, I, I, I live in New Milford, and so I think uh, many people might not know this, but New Milford is the largest town in Connecticut based on square mileage. Um, Interesting fact. Beautiful uh, downtown green, and um, it's just quintessential New England. Um, And so you know, when I moved back, I moved my consulting firm right downtown and, and I started kind of getting involved in the community. And to be honest with you, my first um, idea was just for Makery, was it for just to be a community organization. We were just going to do digital storytelling and maybe have some live events and really just build community and then figure out what to go what to go do after that. Um, Co working was always on the radar screen, but Um, I didn't think the town was ready for it when I, when I first moved back and I'm glad I waited because, um, uh, the space we're in, um, opened up, you know, literally just a couple months before we, we, uh, we, we, we executed. So I ended up being in this just wonderful historic building right downtown on bank street. So it's the perfect location. Um, and you know and it's been great so the um, so what what is it doing for the community um, it's it's you know it definitely sent a shock wave i think in in a positive way it got it got a lot of attention we're getting a lot of praise from the community the cultural alliance of western connecticut just honored us last week with the business supports the arts award which came out of left field i did, had no idea we were on their radar screen Oh that's cool. Yeah and so it was just a real nice honor and we do a lot for the arts. We make the space available um, to rent. So we, we host, uh, we do a lot of things in arts. We, you know, from open mic nights to showcasing artists' work on our uh, display shelves. Uh, we've had live performances and plays. Uh, we've had, uh, I've co-partnered with ASAP. Uh, we've had Michael Moshenen, uh you know, world famous performance artist to talk about uh, his creative philosophy. We had, uh, we've had best-selling New York Times authors do uh, doing book talks. So, we, you know, we try to, you know, our model is kind of involved into this work hard, play hard kind of thing, where during the day, we, we're in there working, and at night, we have an array of different types of events to inspire the community. Um, so, uh, you know, in a, in a funny story in terms about impact, uh, uh, this, this guy walked in one day to uh, and he had just moved to town from Long Island and he's the uh, CEO of Dental Associates and he's become a, 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 a friend of mine now. But he came in and he was just like, I'm so, you know, he became, he took this job at Dental Associates and they chose to move to New Milford and he walked into makery co-working and he just had his arms out and he's like, he's like, he said, we just moved to town and seeing that there's a co-working space here just made us feel like we picked the right town. So for him, it was like this signal, it was like this signal that there was like 21st century economy stuff happening. And, and that's kind of rippled through the economic development. Um, You know, the previous mayor, the current mayors have all been big supporters of what we're trying to do. Um, And it's just, I think there's a lot of stuff starting to build up around us so that we probably won't fully understand until a couple more years to see just how much of an impact we've made, but it's kind of a long answer to your question, but. No,
0: no, I I think, I think that that's fantastic. And, you know, I was looking on your website um, before we met tonight and what I thought was cool was you actually have your members on the, on your page and with like links on what they're doing and what they're working
1: on. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm glad you saw that. It's actually a little needs to be updated. We have some new members um, uh, to add to that, but it's, it's been fun. I mean, it's um, there's a lot of great people and there's a lot of people that never, that didn't know each other existed. And, and some of those people are partnering up and they're throwing each other some business. A few have tried to take some shots on goal with some um, programming of their own. Um, You know, we're in new Milford. We have a couple people, um, Come, coming all the way from Southbury. So they're making a little bit of a commute to come work with right. us. Um, so, so it's, it, you know, it's nice. It's still young. It's a, it's a second business for me. Uh, totally, uh, you know, my family completely bootstrapped this. Uh, we haven't accepted any kind of state or public uh, grant money to do it. So uh, it's kind of lean and mean and everything you see happening there. It's pretty much me and some volunteers getting it done.
0: No, that's awesome. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned communities. So, you know, I've, and I think, we, you know, you're starting to see these communities be built around these co-working spaces in, in New Haven and um, in Hartford and, you know, in New Milford now. Um, and I think what's interesting, you know, West Hartford, all wherever these co-working spaces are. And I think what's interesting <laughs> is one of the things that I think, you hit on, which I think is really important about these co-working spaces is the collisions that you create with bringing people in that don't know each other and Mm -hmm. the opportunities that are created by those collisions and also all the educational value that you bring to the, uh, to the community through like you, like you mentioned different talks or the arts or whatever the case may be. So um, it really is a big impact, which I think is awesome.
1: Yeah. And what I'm, what I try to do is bring programming that hasn't really been done before or bring people to deliver that programming that haven't been in the community before so pulling on my network of friends and you know i haven't asked people for a lot of favors uh throughout my career so i can kind of cash in a couple of those chits right (laughs) uh to try to get some people come up and and um and do a lecture or kind of a program of some sort and i have a couple of those things in the works so that's been great you know nothing against uh, i don't want to name any names uh because i'm not trying to criticize anybody but there are you know several organizations and people that have been doing uh a lot of uh you know kind of programming or workshops and things around businesses and startups and so forth that um i think we just need to inject some new kind of you know new energy new perspectives and stuff to complement that stuff right it's not necessarily to replace it but i think uh to get people to engage in stuff sometimes you just have to bring in kind of some fresh faces
0: well i mean i think you know and you know
1: it all it all everything ties together so
0: education work you know ties to workforce development which ties to the whole innovation ecosystem with with startups and then corporate citizens that work with those startups. So I mean, everything everything ties together. I, I recently shared an article um, on Twitter about the Renaissance of Pittsburgh and how that was really tied very closely to uh, you know the work with Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon. So and and what the impact that was on on the city and. So everything everything ties together, and I think the more you know, I think the Innovation Places initiatives is an example that they're doing in New Haven, Stanford, uh, Hartford, and and Thames River. I think is an example of how we're trying to find those that like those dense ecosystems in different different cities to try to get people working together. So, yeah, we we formed doing we, maybe a little bit broader scale in one of the, like the larger cities. So, uh, so we,
1: try, we tried. Just it's it's funny you bring that up because we formed a team. We actually we wanted to send a signal to Hartford that we were interested and serious about being an innovation place. And uh, we weren't surprised that we didn't get too far in that because I think the, the bill that sponsored that whole program was really geared to bigger u- urban markets. But, but we had a great group of 30 people that helped, that helped write our application and, and, and the, uh, kind of bringing everybody around the table for that process a lot of us continue to kind of work together to you know to try to figure out what else we can do and find our own ways to make it happen
0: well and i think what you just stated so even though you weren't picked you have this community of people to help work together and you're still working together on things today so even though you didn't get accepted you still had a benefit from which i think is fantastic yeah so i want to i want to pivot a little bit uh so the co-working space. You know, you're approaching your two-year anniversary. Things are going well, which is great. Now, how did um? So I want I want to talk about some of the other other initiatives you have in your LinkedIn, uh, if you don't mind, including the um, the arts program. The I think it's the after-school arts program you have. Can you tell us a mm-hmm. little bit about
1: that? Yeah, ASAP is a wonderful. I'm on the board, of, and it's a great. It started off really as an after-school arts program. And Joanne Torti, who's the executive director who founded the organization, was really trying to fill a void uh, as kind of I think there were budget cuts that led to cut, cuts in arts and after school things. So she started her own organization to fill that void. And it's grown um, beyond Washington, Connecticut, where it was originally founded and we're serving markets like Torrington and even pushing into Waterbury and we've become more of a creative organization. And Our mission is to really foster hands-on creative learning through the arts and really kind of inspire creative confidence in kids so they can become these resilient, uh, confident, creative change makers that the world really needs. Um, so I, you know, I'm happy to lend a lot of time to kind of uh, help raise money and, and spread the word about that organization that they, they do wonderful work. And it's great. You know, Joanne will tell you, you know, they see these kids coming to the program and they're shy and timid and by the end of it. They are just, you know, they're just present, confident, loving life. And just seeing that transformation in a one-day workshop or a summer camp is just wonderful.
0: No, and I'm sure, and, and I, I, I can almost guarantee you that your perspective is probably very different from the other board members, um, you know, that you're working with. And I'm sure you're bringing a really interesting kind of unique uh unique lens to what they're doing so i think that's awesome so so how did all let me let me, let me take a step back so you're obvious you came back to connecticut you wanted it you know you know you you wanted to start your own business you started your own business and why don't we talk a little bit about miles pitch innovation because that's really i think kind of you know that's where that's where you basically you know earned your living when you came back to to connecticut after your your time in the corporate world so what what do you do you know obviously it involves innovation but share with us a little bit more what miles Fitch innovation is and maybe if you can some of the projects you work on um and you know how your creative juices kind of you know like went from the corporate world to owning your own business
1: Sure. Well, the, uh, I started the business actually down in Richmond, Virginia. The company I was working for restructured, and uh, when they did, <clears throat> uh, I said to my wife, this might be the perfect opportunity to get back home. So I took a package, and I started up my business down in Richmond. And I worked in a – it was this place called the Corrugated Box Company. It was a little different than a co-working place, but it was a shared – former corrugated. Box oh, that's
0: factory.
1: funny. So yeah. Tumblr was in there and some really cool digital companies. So, you know, I, so I got a feel for working in a place and that kind of built my confidence for launching make Coworking. co-working, but, um, but the, the business was really formed to, to focus on innovation consulting and help big corporations with their innovation agendas and to teach the principles of creative leadership so I'm really passionate about that. As I exited corporate life, I felt, and I built some tools and, and frameworks like the idea of climate equation, the seven C's of creative leadership. And <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is work with corporations to say, the reason why you're failing at innovation isn't because you don't, you don't it's not because you don't have the right process or you know, the right funding, it's you, you lack the right creative leadership skills Uh, that are required to leave a creative process. Innovation is a creative process. And so there's way too much analytical thinkers, way too many MBAs. All the folks in the C-suite got there because none of their, you know, that doesn't go across the board, but most of the people at that high level got there because they're very analytical. They can drive business process. They can deliver EPS and that kind of skill set, and they're used to outsourcing creativity to agencies, right? So so what I try to do is kind of coach a whole bunch of leadership principles so they can create the you know, the innovative culture that they really claim that they want. So I, I do a lot of that uh, that kind of work, but when I came back to Connecticut to gen up business, I, I, I kind of got back to my roots, my, more of my marketing and branding and, and, and advertising roots. So Um, I'm doing a lot of branding, a lot of visioning work for companies. I do all the, my biggest uh, and most uh, enjoyable account, uh, probably shouldn't say that, but is um, Litchfield Distillery. I helped, uh, I designed the whole brand. Um, I do all the marketing for them from print to social media to, you know, you name it. And uh, they've grown into the premier distillery in Connecticut and they continue to grow outside of Connecticut. Um, and then I, you know, I do stuff, you know, bigger stuff like that. I work with nonprofits around, you know, helping them strategically around communication and their, uh, mission and visioning. Um, and then I also help, uh, consult with startups. There's a great startup here in New Milford actually called create a castle. And I bet, uh, they're going to be one of Connecticut's best startup success stories. That's my, uh, Kevin Lane has invented a novel new way to build sandcastles. Uh, he kind of developed a, 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 and patented a, an approach that is one of those. Why didn't anybody think of this yeah, before? Yeah. So I've been, um, you know, he's been on live with Kelly and Ripa and, you know, he's getting tons of exposure and stuff and it's really starting to grow. So, you know, I kind of help with consulting and, and kind of startup advice too. So it's, it's kind of been, a, a little unfocused to be honest with you, but, um, you know, right now it's, it's primarily creative leadership consulting and, uh, you know, branding and marketing. Yeah, I mean, you, you,
0: you're probably not giving yourself enough credit by saying it's unfocused. I mean, clearly it sounds like you're being, you're successful and you're having fun. So, uh, it, it can't be that unfocused, right. If, if you're, if things are going well,
1: um, well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, I think, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, when you consult with others in other businesses, it's easy to see a business that isn't uh, necessarily as single-minded in their positioning as right. it should be. And, uh, and, and I, I think a lot of people listening to this will recognize it's hard to do that kind of work for yourself sometimes. And that's kind of where I am. I need to kind of step back and kind of really reassess and kind of hone my positioning a little bit. It's a little too Got broad. It. No. And I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And it,
0: it, you know, it, it's, you know, with anything in life, it's a journey. So, you're, you're, the business will evolve from where you started to where you are today. So we'll, we'll end with this. So my podcast is all about, you know, innovation and education in the state of Connecticut. And I believe that education is what's going to help continue to move our innovation economy in Connecticut forward. And I think it's going to, I think we need to continue to focus on education to differentiate us from the other 49 States in, in the country, because we have a good education system, but I always want to make it better. So, I'd love to hear from, from from you, as as I would say, an innovation expert. How do you feel innovation in our schools, in our schools, and our colleges and universities can
1: help move move Connecticut in the right direction? I think we just have to. Um, I think we have to create curriculum that is more kind of experiential based and hands on learning. Um, you know, innovation is a messy, non linear journey. And there's a lot of failure associated with it. So um, I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of private schools that are doing these kind of experiential types of curriculum. Um, some of it, we saw some of it in the public school system down in Virginia. But I think the more schools, um, and I think innovation and creativity are, are perfect for this, but the, the more schools can allow students to take on projects that allow them to basically create something new and learn the skills associated with uh, turning an idea into something that is kind of uh, a pitchable business plan or give them an the opportunity to prototype and test and learn, or, uh, you know, even maybe create something that can be sold, you know, just things that get people, um, you know, engaged in actually doing something versus just sitting at a table on your rear end, uh, memorizing, you uh, stuff and taking tests. I mean, that the, there's merit to that, but I think it can be complemented with more action-based, experiential based learning. Well, I think, you, I think you bring up a good point. So there's a lot of failure with innovation. Mm-hmm. Failure
0: is not something that we promote in our schools and colleges and universities that, that, in, in all reality. Right? I mean, we focus yeah. on grades and you got to get good grades and you got to do well on this test. You got to do well on that project. But the great innovators of the world failed many times before they got it right and learned from that failure. Every time we don't really have that culture in the schools where we say failure is okay. So I think you think, I think that's a great point that you bring up because we're not there yet. So, and you know, I think there's a lot of reasons why, but I think um, the experiential um, learning and field trips and, you know, working with industry, uh, industry partners, whether it's, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, or college or universities, I think you're right. It, it really makes a huge impact on the students.
1: Sure. And I forget who, uh, who to attribute this quote to, and I'm probably butchering it a little bit, but there's a great quote that's, that, uh, you know, it's only a failure if we fail to, to learn from the mistakes, something like that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I think that's where the schools, that's where the school system can really turn um you know, that experiential stuff into something very powerful um, because people have to get used to, to, to failing and not achieving their goals, but at the same time, being resilient enough to learn from it and be able to either pivot or take another shot on goal and not make the same mistake twice. I mean, those are all important learning things that uh, I think the next generation, the sooner they learn that stuff, the 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 better and stronger it will be as as adults. No, yeah, absolutely.
0: So so thank thank you so much for for making time to join the podcast. You're obviously a very busy man, owning two businesses um, and doing all the nonprofit work you're involved with. So appreciate you making the time. And uh, you know, I'd love to you know maybe check in again next year uh, in 2019 after you have your two year anniversary of uh, of the co working space. See how everything's going. Get an update. But, uh, you know, thanks for all you're doing for the state. I think it's it's fantastic, and uh,
1: we'll hopefully talk again soon. Thanks, Nick, and thank you for doing this. Hey, because I'm trying. You know, it's a, hey, it, it, but it's a small state, and, and and the more we feel connected and understand uh, who's doing what and all the great s- stuff that's happening, um, the, the better off we'll be. So,
0: If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.